2: For a look back on today's match, this is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore.
1: Today's game is brought to you by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United. The Home Depot, with more ways to help take on your home projects, delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. at the official wireless partner of Atlanta United. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. And Piedmont, an official healthcare provider of Atlanta United.
2: The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio. 92.9, the game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore.
3: All right. Well, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's how we feel physically. Uh, and uh, that that's kind of been the feel of the season, unfortunately. It's just more frustration for Atlanta United. This was a, a strange one tonight, a 2-1 loss at Red Bull Arena where... Atlanta United controlled large stretches of the match, had their first ever lead at Red Bull Arena, their first ever goal at Red Bull Arena. But the final 10 minutes of the match is about as shaky as Atlanta United has looked all year. And what I think we're going to try to determine over the next hour, Jason, was it because of Atlanta United being shaky or was it because Red Bull went out and took it from them?
4: both I mean games not one team on the field the games two and the Red Bulls are a team who thrive in these situations and Atlanta United with the the team they had on the field and you can look at the options off of the bench who could have come on in that that moment and there's not a lot of great ones there it's a very young team you know we mentioned it throughout the match Aiden McFadden only his second start at the MLS level. First time he's faced the Red Bulls in this kind of a match. Wiley, same thing. George Campbell, I think, might have played against the Red Bulls off the top of my head. But I don't know if he started in one of these games. Um, it, it, it's tough. It, it, look, it's a style of play that until you deal with it one time and when you deal with it in their building, it's very difficult. And Atlanta United did everything right up until the goal. Everything right. They handled the moments where the Red Bulls had pressure. They made the right decisions. Things were very good up until the goal, and I don't think they—I di- don't think they—they they parked the bus. I don't think they—they they failed to defend. Two mistakes. Two mistakes. Wiley gets beat on a dribbling duel with Lukinius, and you wonder why dribbles are important. Yeah. Lukinius earns a penalty off of one where a 17-year-old lunges in and makes a reckless challenge and Alex DeJohn makes a mistake it's a ball from Alan Franco I mean you could say that Alan Franco should have just blasted it up the field sure but they've played out of the back all night long and they've played through the pressure very well and he plays a ball across that Alex DeJohn has to step to and and win Goma steps in front as Dijon is trying to let it ride I would assume and touch it around Goma too much of a risk in that moment, and Dejon makes a big mistake, and I, I would imagine he would put his hand up and tell you that he made a
3: mistake. Yeah, and it's a, it's unfortunate, too, because I think he's been very good this year. He was and, the right uh,
4: call to play as a center back tonight. I, I really think the tactics were dead on from Gonzalo Pineda. I think playing three center backs, bringing Dijon into the team with his quality on the ball, with his composure in general, it was the right call. It worked. Again, all the way up until atlanta got their goal and they made two mistakes and they got punished on those mistakes and that's what costs you you points at this stage of the season
3: yeah well uh, still not at the halfway point of the season so a long way to go but this will be another one of those matches where atlanta united will likely look back in late september early october and feel like they had a chance to earn at least one point if not three tonight and instead they come away with zero the man of the match brought to you by heineken there was one player that clearly was giving the Red Bulls fits all night and you saw it in the foul accumulation again and that was Luis Araujo. He was fouled four times. Also did the work defensively. Won a couple of tackles. He had
4: an interception. I, I thought he was dangerous throughout the night. Had three shots. Six of nine on the dribble which is a crazy set of numbers for Luis Araujo. Again, going back to the tactics, I, I think this is another reason why the tactics were dead on because to start with Cisneros and Araujo and their pace up top it always gave you a way to play out if you couldn't build up the play and early on Atlanta United could not play it long let Araujo and Cisneros chase they might get on the end of it might not but you don't have to risk anything now I thought when Joseph Martinez came on You're trying to play and combine and do those things, and the Red Bulls were ready for that, and they dealt with it pretty well. Araujou got pretty quiet as the night went on, but in those moments in the first half especially where Araujou found pockets of space and was able to turn and run at players, picked up a couple of yellow cards, created havoc, I thought this was a game that Luis Araujou might be able to put his stamp on and win it for Atlanta United unable to do so but he was the man of the match
3: keep in mind though it, there is some good news ahead because the tiago almada suspension is over so now theoretically as soon as sunday uh, you'll be able to see joseph Arruju, almada and moreno all at the same time three of them will have fresh legs
4: yeah and i, I think you will moreno barely played in this one joseph martinez didn't play a ton of minutes Araujo played a lot. He's played a lot of hard minutes here lately. But Almada, you know he is just ready to go and make up for the mistake that saw him get a three-game suspension.
3: So Luis Araujo, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official Healthcare partner of Atlanta United. Shots were 16-8 Red Bulls. Shots on target, 4-3 Atlanta. Possession was 58-42 Atlanta. Key passes, 8-7 Red Bulls. The expected goal advantage, 1.83 to 1.28 in favor of Red Bulls. One thing that I always look very closely at in a match against Red Bulls, Jason, Atlanta United's passing accuracy, even tonight, still over 80% at 82% on the year. So that is one positive to take out of this 2-1 loss as Gonzalo Pineda has made it to the podium in New Jersey. Let's go up there for that now. looks like pineda is taking a moment to collect himself and we should have this in a moment I will admit that uh you know we're working from home tonight obviously because of the covid and i might have something wired up incorrectly here so um apologies for that i'll tell you what let's take a, a commercial break we'll try to troubleshoot this and figure it out when we come back we'll have the highlights as well from Atlanta united's 2-1 loss to new york red bulls on sports radio 92 the game
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: Selling a little or a lot. Back, back, back,
2: to the full-time report. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back live
3: after Atlanta United's 2-1 loss to New York Red Bulls. Let's get the tail end now of Gonzalo Pineda's remarks. Game
6: and all that, but, uh, I think with Caleb specifically, I would say that I will show the many, many good things that he does. The many good actions that he does. And obviously trying to analyze why he he went on the ground in a play that probably he didn't need to go on the ground. We have to use this as as an experience moment for him to learn from it. I think he has a tremendous potential, and I won't punish him for this mistake. It's just sad that this happened to him, but uh, we will try to to boost his confidence and try to regroup to, to make him even a better player now.
1: Last question, if anyone has it. I'll, I'll ask one more. <laughs> um, th- th- this was the first time the team hasn't played with Marcelino Moreno in the starting lineup for a while. I just want to c- kind of get your thoughts on how you thought they performed without a player who's been so influential for the team.
6: Yes, I mean, that was more load management for me, uh, the same as the decision of not putting Joseph Emerson. I think uh, it was more about that then when you when we got that breach of 60 minutes I I, I had in my mind putting Marcelino at some point around that time but I felt that the game was more for different type of midfielder and just having a little bit of that connection between Luis Araujo and Joseph so that's why my substitution patterns were like that Uh, but it was more load management Uh, Marcelino has been a tremendous player for us I think he can continue being like that we will, we will get back uh, um, uh, Tiago Almada for the next game, and I think that can boost a little bit more the final third product that, that we normally have.
3: Okay, so uh, Gonzalo Pineda, that, that was a smattering of his post-match remarks up in uh, Harrison, New Jersey. Jason, you were able to listen on your phone to uh, what he said initially, and I got the impression that kind of like us, he was very proud of how, Atlanta United played the first uh, hour 15 of this match tonight, uh, but not very pleased with how they closed it out.
4: Yeah, and I think some folks out there listening should listen to the whole conversation that we're having, and I hope people listen to the whole comments when Atlanta United posts the, the, the postgame audio because it is acceptable to say, because it's a fact, that you can be happy about how this team played for large portions of the match you can say that the tactics were correct the tactics did not lose the team the match first off if you're blaming the loss on tactics i'm sorry you're incorrect there's just no way to justify that kind of criticism the game was lost because of mistakes not tactics mistakes one by a 17-year-old and one by a veteran center back who coming into the season was fourth on your depth chart. Mm-hmm. And in this match, to, to clarify, because there, there's been a little bit of confusion, playing three center backs was the right way to go in this match. You dealt with the Red Bulls' pressure very well to the point that they dropped off and tried to create traps and tried to, to turn the ball over in the middle third more than press up high, which they lead the league in pressing in the attacking third playing three center backs was the right way to go how many center backs are healthy right now three yes Alex De John Gonzalo Pineda has talked about it all season long on the ball is a player that you feel comfortable in he made a mistake tonight that doesn't mean he's not a player who's good on the ball that means he made a mistake and he's going to be as gutted as anybody because Alex Dijon's given you uh, everything he can all season long when he's been called into action because of injuries. And right now, you look at the bench. You're not able to fill out a full bench, first off. You lose Brooks Lennon in Toronto. You've got Mikey Ambrose, who was playing every game with Atlanta United 2 for the first portion of the season. You've got Machop Chol, who is a winger, who's having to be a reserve outside back right now who's only played five minutes all year coming back from injury. You've got Emerson Hindman, who's not a defensive midfielder. You've got Marcelino Moreno, who is far from a defensive midfielder. And you had two forwards, Joseph Martinez and Dom Dwyer. That's what you got. That's the team you're going to have on Sunday before you can add Goudinho and Porata, Porata comes into this team, and I would assume that if he had been available tonight, he would have gotten the start to give you three center backs. But you didn't have that luxury, and you had to make do with what you did. And it worked for the majority of the match. And two mistakes, you can call it a, like a focus, you can call it a loss of concentration, you can call it a flat-out mistake, cost you the game. 100% individual mistakes cost you the game.
3: All right, let's go back up to New Jersey. Uh, we're going to get a rare opportunity here to hear from uh, Rocco Rios-Novo, I believe. And Justin Belt as usual, is translating on behalf of Atlanta United tonight.
7: Yo creo que imaginar nos nos quedamos con el rendimiento. Eh, todos vieron que, que fuimos muy superiores. Tuvimos la posición del del partido. Tuvimos las las oportunidades más claras. Solamente lo que dice. Tuvimos algunos errores eh, sobre el partido, pero bueno, vamos a trabajar en eso. en es lo que queda.
8: I think above all, we'll we'll take the performance away from this game. Uh, I think you know we played a very solid game. Uh, as you say, we, we played well, but just made a couple of mistakes. So I think we'll we'll take that away. Um, of course, learn from it uh, and continue working and, and try to correct those.
7: Can you talk about your emotions when Joseph scored? You ran up the field. was very happy, and just the the switch when the referee calls a penalty, and then when the Red Bulls player is, is bearing down on you all.
8: Bueno, dos preguntas. ¿se puede saber de tus emociones después del gol o, o este, de Joss?
7: No, más que nada, un, un desahogo, un desahogo, estábamos haciendo un muy buen partido, estábamos esperando el gol y, y nada, simplemente lo festejé con, con los que tenía más cerca, que, que, fue, que fueron los que estaban en el banco, eh, y mucha felicidad obviamente, en el momento ese.
8: I think in our goal, it was a, a big relief uh, because we were, we were playing well. The only thing we were missing was the goal. Um, so I ran to, to our bench to celebrate it with our players, and, and it was a moment of a lot of happiness.
6: Second one. Just the emotional switch. Yeah. Going from that high, first goal, and a different
8: goal. Y luego, pues el cambio de emociones de, de eso a, a, bueno, estar mano a mano con el gol de,
6: de Red Bulls y el bajón después.
7: Simplemente fútbol, es fútbol eh, se nota, se ve muchas veces, Eh, nos nos puede pasar a nosotros, Eh, el Real Madrid por Champions dio vuelta un montón de partidos que que prácticamente tenía tenía perdidos, sin embargo eh, es simplemente fútbol, puede pasar cualquier cosa, se puede perder o
8: ganar siendo superior o siendo inferior. I think that's just soccer. Uh, you see it all the time in, in this game. Uh, you know, it can happen to us. It, it can happen to Real Madrid as well, where they're, they're able to turn around a lot of results uh, in matches. So whether you're you're playing well or, or not, there's there's always chances that, uh, you know, the, the score can be turned around on you. Um, so that's just part of the game. Now we'll take a couple on Zoom.
1: Hey Rocco, Joe Patrick from 92.9 The Game. Um, obviously you're frustrated because of how the game went, but is there is there any confidence that you can take away from this game just because of you know how you said how well the team played for the vast majority of it going into New York City?
8: Se puede llevar algo positivo de este partido, sobre todo para la, la confianza por cómo juega
7: el equipo. Obviamente, obviamente, eh, fuimos fuimos muy contundentes en, en la posición, en muchos factores fuimos superiores que ellos. Eh, Viendo lo general del partido, eh, fue un partido muy bueno. Fue Un partido que, que podemos sacar muchas cosas buenas. Eh, y yo creo que eh, es algo para, para aprender, para, para ponernos a pensar. Pero, pero hay muchas cosas buenas en el partido.
8: Of course, as you say, you know, I think we can take away uh, many things from the performance. Of course, we're going to look at it and there's things that we can learn from. Uh, but I think the the performance overall and, and how we played, we'll be able to find many positives.
3: All right, rare opportunity to hear from Rocco Riosnovo. That's Justin Velthaus of Atlanta United translating. Uh, just one thought on Rocco, and I think we said the same thing in Toronto, and I still feel the same way. Um, Godinho is not going to be the automatic starter against Austin a week from Saturday. I, I think it's still Rocco's job, and is going to have to go out and earn it. it. None of the goals, neither of the goals scored tonight, well, obviously one was a penalty, uh, were, were the fault of Rocco Rios-Novo in any way.
4: No, no. Rocco, I don't think he has the job locked down the rest of the way either. I think is going to push him. They're very different kinds of goalkeepers. In a game like this one, I, I thought Rocco being able to make 51 accurate passes and pass at 91.1% was critical, and he was good on the long ball too, 9 of 13. I think that was critical. It was critical in the way you dealt with the pressure, and it made it more difficult for the Red Bulls to press because you know, it was kind of a lopsided three four three four four two for the Red Bulls so a lot of times it was Klimala sometimes Harper Fernandez occasionally Morgan stepping up but with three center backs and a goalkeeper who could play with the ball at their feet there was always a free man and Atlanta United used that free man very well this is the the hard part for Atlanta United that I know it's easy to to throw things and and get upset when this team drops games in the way they did tonight. They shouldn't have dropped this game. At a minimum, you should get out of there with a point. Um, It's incredibly frustrating. Players are incredibly frustrated, trust me. But you look at how how the team's adjusted. We talked about Rocco Rios Novo just now. You play differently with Rocco in goal than you did with Bobby Shuttleworth than you did with Brad Kazan. You're able to do some things differently with Rocco there that you couldn't even do with Brad, and you definitely weren't doing with Shuttleworth because he wasn't as comfortable in those moments. So you had one player for Atlanta United on the game day roster today who's played in more than 13 games this season. Not started, has played in more than 13. The (laughs) Red Bulls started 10 who had played in more than 13 games and had 13 on their roster. Atlanta United, I believe at this point, Seattle had – fewer players with double-digit starts uh, at least a week ago. I think Seattle is past that, and they were rotating with CONCACAF Champions League. The injuries, it's not an excuse. I know people like to throw that word around whenever we talk about injuries. Look at the injury report. It's longer than anything you'll find in the league, first off. Second, when you've had three goalkeepers, your build-up play is completely different with all three of them. When you've had to change your back line multiple times, with Franco, with Miles Robinson, with Campbell, with Dijon, it's different in the way you build up the play. It's different in assignments. It's different in set-piece defending. When you have to deal with Andrew Gutman and Ronald Hernandez and now Caleb Wiley starting at left-back, three very different players. When you deal with Brooks Lennon and now Aiden McFadden starting at right-back, two very different players. The midfield has had some continuity with Franco Ibarra throughout the year, with Mateus Hosetsu throughout the year. A Mercedes got the start today. I thought a Mercedes was fine. Let's hear from George Campbell up in New Jersey.
9: I don't know, you know, specifically what's gone through other people's heads. You know, maybe it was a team mentality thing, individual mentality thing, or bad luck, whatever this and that. But at the end of the day, I think it's down to the individuals on the field, including myself. Everybody on the team does their part. Um, and mistakes happen. Um, you know, I think we just need to, as a team, create more chances, score more goals, and, you know, try to limit those mistakes and then we'll get, we'll get results. But, you know, it was unlucky. I don't think we deserve to get, come out with zero points. So, yeah.
7: What are the positives from this
9: one? I mean, I think at times we, we played out of that press. You know, we, we kept the ball in the middle third. We, you know, created some chances. Luis had a few chances. I mean, I thought we could have, you know, went up, you know, a decent amount. I don't think they had any clear cut chances at all. So, you know, I think we were the better team, but, you know, the mistakes cost us.
0: And how do you uh, keep
7: this loss, especially, you know, you score your first goal team ever at Red Bull Arena and you give up two goals in the content minutes from just kind of negatively affecting the next few games in the
9: season? I think we should have to, you know, play our game. I mean, New York City plays a completely different type of game than, than Red Bulls on the ball, at least. So I think we should have to keep our composure, you know, when we have the ball. I mean, I think we'll, we'll, we'll get results, I mean. It's just a matter of time and and cleaning up those mistakes and and making sure the team is still together. Um, But we have a strong group, so, you know, I I have no doubts that we'll be back. Go to Zoom.
1: Hey George, yeah, I mean, you're right. I'm looking at the stats, and they really did not have uh, a big chance outside of the the penalty, and then afterwards. So, w- w- with that in mind, just you, for you as a center back, did you feel like you guys were more solid in this one with with the back three system? It's obviously the first time it's been deployed by Pineda this year. I'm just kind of curious how how you how comfortable you felt in it. Not not like comfortable as in like you were unsure of how to play, but just as a team, how solid you felt in that system.
9: Uh, yeah, I mean. I think it was, you know, I felt comfortable and and as I do with with two in the back. Um, but you know the style of Rebel plays, I think that's just why we we went to three this game, these center backs. But you know in general, I think when 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 we were all focused and when we're all you know physically prepared, mentally prepared, I think we always uh, feel solid throughout the field. And you know today was the same. But um, you know just we just have to turn in you know these these not wins to wins. So. You know, that's, that's all there is to
1: it. And, you know, we were talking to Gonzalo, speaking about the emotions, you know, we were talking to Gonzalo and he was like, it's, it's hard to talk about this game because of the way that it unfolded. I'm just kind of curious. I mean, I'm sensing some, like, frustration, obviously, because of the way the re- result went. But is there any kind of confidence you can carry forward in, into New York City uh, just because of the way that you played for the vast majority of this one?
9: Yeah, I think we should and, and always are confident every game. So... You know, before every game, it's never like we, we we're not confident we're going to win. I think we're always confident we're going to win. I think most games this year and every year of this club, we are usually the better team, more times than not. But that's not how the game works. Not always the better team wins. And I think we just have to, you know, like I said before, just make sure we're we're locked in for ninety minutes, ninety minutes plus, and, and then we'll 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 get results for sure.
3: All right. So uh, some thoughts from. George Campbell in the media room up in Harrison, New Jersey. I want to complete the thought, though, that that you were going with before we went to George, and we're going to get to the highlights in a minute. I was thinking about this. Go back to January 10th, okay, before training camp, and what we envisioned the first choice starting 11 for Atlanta United to be going into training camp. How many of those 11 started this match tonight? Um 3. I I I had two. Jose who I was a little on the fence on.
4: Yeah, I've got him. Um Franco and Araujo. Exactly. There's as many players that would have been in my preseason starting 11 that were in the team tonight as there were players who weren't even on the roster. Right
3: that yeah. day rocco rios yeah.
4: nova was back at lanus ronaldo Cisneros, she played against him in guadalajara with chivas and aiden mcfadden was with the twos he was training with the first team in preseason that helps but he was not on your roster and if mls hadn't changed the rule and gonna have to figure something out here quickly because the u20 championship for CONCACAF is almost over the us is in the semifinals tomorrow a chance to win an olympic berth for 2024 they're already going to the next U20 World Cup. Tyler Wolf is coming back and that will knock McFadden off the roster because he's there specifically as a U20 call-up replacement and he's already got one call-up and one appearance. I don't know what you have roster space-wise if you need to call him up because Brooks Lennon's not coming back anytime soon. Right. You've got the possibility if you continue with three center backs. To play a non traditional wing back, but that's gonna affect who else you get on the field. I don't know if you can have enough balance that way, unless you're gonna keep one of Almada, Moreno, Joseph, and Atoruju off the bench, because you've gotta have two central midfielders, you know, you've gotta have the wing backs if you play three center backs. This is where not just one layer of injury, but multiple layers of injury affect you. Look at the fullbacks. And when we're talking about McFadden, you need him on the roster. Because you don't have Ronald Hernandez. You don't have Andrew Gutman right now. You don't have Brooks Lennon. That's three fullbacks. You play two. That's three who are gone. Like, that's where you're at. And, again, just to to make this clear, I understand the frustration. There should be frustration. But you also have to understand when mistakes happen – It's guys who are either playing not often, guys who've been forced into time playing, or guys who haven't played very much together. And that's the situation you're in when you have a lineup that has two starts, four starts, three starts, 12 starts, nine starts, one start, seven starts, ten starts, six starts, eight starts, and nine starts. That's your starting lineup against a Red Bulls team that has played together all season.
3: Yeah. Well... Sure, there are some people out there who are probably tweeting about this right now, not in agreement with us. That's
4: that's fine. I I, I want people to understand, like, the frustration is felt. The frustration is known. But you have to take the totality of the situation and look at what you're forced into right now. I thought with what he had to work with, Gonzalo Pineda nailed the tactics tonight. Unfortunately, there were mistakes in the final ten minutes that cannot happen. And it cost the team not even just a point, but three points.
3: Well, you're being more diplomatic than me. I was going to say, if you disagree with us, I don't care. We're sick. You have to sympathize (laughs) with us, right? (laughs) I would like to play that card because I am feeling the effects. I I, I hope it's the only time we'll ever be able to play the COVID card. All right. uh, We're going to get you out of here soon. (laughs) Hang in there. Uh, Let's get to the highlights now. And uh, look, I mean, it is a loss, but it did include – a historic moment for not only Atlanta United, but Joseph Martinez. New York Red Bulls, one of the few teams left in the league that Atlanta, that uh, Joseph Martinez had not yet scored upon. Atlanta United never with a goal at Red Bull Arena until this one in the 75th minute tonight. The hot play of the match brought to you by Scana.
4: Hindman off to the right to Araujo. Big switch from Luis looking for Caleb Wiley. Edwards heads it forward instead. John and Edwards with an aerial duel. Won by Alex DeJohn. Caleb Wiley chops it back behind Tom Edwards. Keeps possession, plays it inside to Hindman. Hindman to Araujou. Ozu hits the brakes. Great through ball from Luis Ozu to Caleb Wiley. Just slightly overhit. Wiley, edge of the 18. Pulls it back, looking for the cross. Wiley back post. McFadden heads it across. Hindman save on the line, but Joseph Martinez puts it home. Goal, goal, goal. Atlanta United, and it's that man number seven, joseph martinez giving atlanta their first goal at red bull arena
3: ever that was a great call by you i was, you. It's I was all, a little excited also the hot play of the match brought to you by Scana for over 20 years scan energy has made it easy for georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service call 877-467-2262 to sign up today caleb wiley had a very big role in the build-up mm-hmm. to another Joseph Martinez' goal, just as he did a week ago against Miami.
4: Yeah, now Joseph had scored against Red Bulls, but not at Red
3: Bull Arena. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, he had three goals coming in. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes, He had right. that yeah.
4: incredible header in 2019 That's right. that ended up getting washed away with a, a late equalizer. Again, Red Bulls, it's fun. Um, I, I thought Wiley, again, the whole buildup was, was good stuff. Artur Uju plays it through to Wiley. It's just a little heavy to him, takes him wider. But Wiley makes something out of it, puts in a good cross. And, and I give Aiden McFadden a ton of credit there because he didn't have a good angle. He wasn't going to be able to get a lot on it to go to goal. He has the mentality and the wherewithal to head it back across because he got his head up and he saw Emerson Heinman. Heinman with a shot that's blocked. It deflects around and Joseph Martinez pounces on it. and. Put Atlanta in a good, good situation.
3: Yeah it, yeah, it felt like they were due for three points, but Red Bulls really seized the momentum after that. To their credit, Lukinius draws a penalty on Caleb Wiley six minutes after the Joseph goal. They send Lewis Morgan up to the spot. I was surprised by that given the match he had tonight, but a good finish by Lewis Morgan to equalize here on the penalty. And it is
4: Lewis Morgan stepping up to it. Three goals against Atlanta United during his time in Fort Lauderdale with Inter-Miami. Steps up to it behind Rios Novo, and the Red Bulls equalize 1-1 in the 83rd minute.
3: And then six minutes after that, a mistake by Alex Dijon puts Serge Goma. I did not have that on my bingo card tonight. Serge Goma in for the game-winning goal. Barlow
4: runs into the back of Franco. It's Barlow initiating the contact and diving atlanta united give it away goma into the 18 goma beats rocco rios novo and the red bulls take the 2-1 lead first mls goal for serge goma and it's that moment mike where atlanta united just loses their focus against the red bulls pressure and give it away cheaply
3: and uh, that was it as uh, they played five added minutes Red Bulls with a master class in seeing out those five minutes with nary a threat by Atlanta United. And the Red Bulls win again against Atlanta United all-time now. Atlanta United 1-8-4 against the Red Bulls. Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they will donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total currently $6,000. We'll take your questions and comments on Twitter after this. Send them in on Mike Conti, 929. And that long shoe in the full-time report continues in a moment. Following Atlanta United's 2-1 loss to New York Red Bulls tonight on Sports Radio 92.9. The game.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
3: more full-time report
2: on sports radio 92.9 the game
3: all right back one. time report Atlanta United suffering a uh, 2-1 loss tonight to New York Red Bulls all the goals scored in the final 15 minutes of this game Uh, let's go to some of the questions and comments we got on Twitter Uh, we'll start with coach Simmons He says end of the game very frustrating to see you hold it down for legitimately 87 minutes very hard one to swallow
4: yeah, it's a tough one, and you, you've got to shake it off quickly. And, and you're going to be out on the road until you play Sunday. And it's not just any game you're playing on Sunday; you're playing against the defending MLS Cup champions, New York City, which is an interesting spot they're in as well, uh, with an, an interim manager in Cushing who's been there for a while as Ronnie Diala left for Belgium Uh, Tati Castellanos did not play in the match against Cincinnati questions as we're all dealing with this stuff and a lot of teams are potentially about health and safety protocols with Tati Castellanos uh, is he going to be available to turn around and NYC had a wild game in Cincinnati last night a 4-4 where they were down 3-0 and then were up 4-3 and ended up giving up a goal to go 4-4 They haven't looked great since Ronnie Dyla left. So this is a game where you've got one team that is further up the table who has something to prove, and you've got a team who's going to be smarting for a couple of days after this one hanging around out on the road. You're going to see a lot about the mentality uh, of this team, and they're going to have to show it in a big way on Sunday. It's tough. It's tough because some of the faces that would be there to pick the team up in these moments, they're not there. So somebody has to step up and be that. And it's going to be really important, the couple of training sessions and probably a lot of the meetings you're going to have over these next couple of days, it's going to be really important stuff behind the scenes to get them ready for Sunday.
3: Michael Ruiz says, I don't think I've ever watched a team that loses to itself more than this version of Atlanta United. I always tell my girlfriend, I don't mind when we lose to a better team, but I get upset when we lose to a team worse than us with mental errors. I think this season and where
4: both are right now and who's available, I wouldn't say that the Red Bulls are a worse team. I think the Red Bulls have been a a good team this year. He's had some ups and downs. Uh, They've been very good at home in their last few matches. Now they've won five in a row in all competitions at Red Bull Arena. And we know the the difficulties of going there. But yes, Atlanta United did throw this game away with two mistakes. And when you go through the match and you look at how many mistakes atlanta united made that were big mistakes maybe another one there there might have been three i mean if you want to stretch you could probably find a fourth one against the red bulls over history that's probably on the good side for atlanta united because they force you into mistakes i thought atlanta handled that stuff really well but unfortunately not for the full
3: 90 and not well enough Carry smith until the last 10 minutes it was the best they ever looked at Red Bull Arena. Chris I passing with and that. good chances, but then a poor challenge by the youngest player on the field and a disastrous play by the oldest guys. Uh, guy. rather, They are not the usual starters, but you still cannot make those errors. No, you can't. I mean, that that's the thing is it, this is complicated, and I, I really
4: hope that people out there can take a breath and not try to distill Atlanta United's 2022 season into – Is it 280 characters these days on Twitter? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Um, You're going to need a lot more than that to try to make sense of this season. It's the most confounding season I've ever seen in my life with all these injuries. I, I can't think of a team in any sport in any season that compares to this with all the injuries that they've had to deal with. They haven't been able to get really any momentum. So, like, it's not an easy thing. Yes, Caleb Wiley was your second or third option at left back, Alex DeJohn coming into the season, I think was your fourth center back on the depth chart. And those are the guys who make the mistakes. Is it a fact where they were on the depth chart coming into the season? Yes, it, it, it is. It absolutely is. Does that mean it's okay for you to make mistakes? No, it, it's not. You don't expect those players to make those mistakes in those moments. And when you do, you get punished for it. And look, ultimately, it's going to come down. I mean, I, there, right now there's nobody else to play left back uh, unless you're going to play Machope Chole there on that side. And Machope chol has got five minutes as a fullback in his pro career. Um, you can play Mikey Ambrose there, and, and he struggled to hold down a spot at this level for a couple of years now. I, I think Mikey Ambrose is a super intelligent player, but he has some physical limitations. You know, it, Wiley gives you more, and Wiley helped create the first goal. So it's not as easy as just saying, okay, mistakes made, they got to go to the bench. There's not guys coming in. Now, here's the thing for after NYC, you're going to have Burrata. He's going to compete for playing time. Is he going to beat out Alex Dujon, or George Campbell or Alan Franco? It gives you a different potential look. But Gonzalo Pineda, and we've talked to him about this over the year, in a perfect world you're at this point in the season starting to zero in on your starting 11 in a must-win game and your three or four big subs that you could make either way to see a game out or to turn a game around You're, you're trying to get to about 15 deep he's had no opportunity to do any of that this season and now you're at a point where you're having to try things on the fly Because that's the necessity of what the job has turned into. It's really difficult. I think he's done everything you can possibly do with what he's had to work with. And he found a really creative solution tonight to dealing with the Red Bulls and dealing with their pressure. And it worked very well
3: for 80-plus minutes, but it didn't work for 90. I think we can leave it right there because uh, most of the comments we're getting tonight are pretty much of the same theme as you can imagine. All right, as Jason told you, Sunday afternoon, Atlanta United goes to another uh, place where they have really struggled traditionally over the years, although they have won a Yankee stadium, uh, but a a place where Atlanta United really, really struggled last year, including in a playoff game where they were knocked out of the postseason by New York City. So we'll look ahead to that game and wrap everything up after this as Atlanta United tonight falls to New York Red Bulls 2-1 on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9, the game
2: should be it. That is it. Full-time.
3: This is the Full-Time Report
2: on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: All right. Well, uh, really nothing more for us to say about this one tonight A 2-1. Atlanta United lost to New York Red Bulls. Uh, look, here's the thing, though. I mean, and I feel like we've said this a lot this year with Atlanta United struggling so mightily on the road. Any result you can get on the road at this point, is going to be a huge momentum boost for this team. And if you can end the road trip on a high note with a result at Yankee Stadium, which has been a house of horror for this team since 2017, you'll get on the plane Sunday and uh, you'll have something to build on for Austin. And that's got to be the focus right now for Gonzalo Pineda and this team, right? Yeah, it has to be. Uh, New York
4: City, four straight without a win in all competitions, not what we're accustomed to saying. They were the hottest team Went after they were bounced out of the CONCACAF Champions League. They struggled early because they were dealing with CCL, but once they were knocked out of it, they were the best team in MLS for a long stretch. They scored four goals in Cincinnati. They conceded four goals to Cincinnati. Eber got two goals, and you got to watch out for him getting hot, especially with the Tati Castellanos. Sale rumors bubbling up. The reports were not that he was held out of the game in Cincinnati due to an impending transfer, although that is always a possibility. I haven't seen any rumors out of South America or Europe on that. But Tylus Magno got a goal. Gabriel Pereira got a goal. Maxi Morales was brilliant in this game. But defensively, they struggled. And Maxime Cheneau had to leave the game against Cincinnati with a a shin contusion as he slid trying to block a shot into the post, blood gushing, it it was a big problem, and they struggled defensively after that. Not sure if he'll be ready to go on Sunday in a quick turn, if there's any further damage than just an open wound, but they've been shaky defensively. Atlanta has to take advantage of that, and Tiago Almada has to announce his return to this team with a big, big performance. They need it in a big way on Sunday.
3: All right, well, uh, God willing, we'll be on the air at 4.30 um, on Sunday afternoon. 5 o'clock will be the kickoff from Yankee Stadium, and uh, we hope you will join us for that. And, uh, Jason, I just want to thank you again for uh, your help tonight. Uh, Obviously, Jason and I way, way less than 100%, but I want to reiterate again what we said at the beginning of the show. Uh, I think our vaccines and our boosters Mm -hmm. made it possible for us to do this game tonight from home and not be in a way, way worse position. So just keep that in mind if you're still on the fence about uh, making a decision to protect yourself from COVID because 10 out of 10, I do not recommend this. And uh, hopefully we'll be feeling better on Sunday, and hopefully we'll see you on Sunday as well. For producer Dylan Matthews and for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Once again, Atlanta United Falls to New York Red Bulls tonight, 2-1, here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. See you on Sunday.